again. Welcome to Look Who's Talking. It's your NFL podcast brought to you by me, Jeff Hewlett, and Huck Media. We're pumped for uh, another big week in the NFL. Last weekend was crazy. Uh, Baltimore, you know, I barely didn't got drunk in England. God knows where they are. Uh, Trump's like a dad who doesn't know his house is on fire. We'll get into that later. And the Pats are still winning the Super Bowl. Let's get ready for week four. Uh, please, if you like the show, and, uh, well, if, even if you don't like it, rate, review, subscribe to Look Who's Talking on iTunes. Uh, thanks a lot for everyone who already did. Basically, thanks, Dad. <laughs> You're awesome. Uh, yeah, we're fired up for a big week. Uh, listen, we kind of stick to football here on Look Who's Talking because there's a lot of fluff out there in the media on, uh, with football and stuff, and most of it doesn't matter. This Trump thing, I mean... The president is talking crap to the NFL players in the NFL. It's a big deal. Unfortunately, it's, it's just ridiculous, folks, okay? I don't want to really bring it up, but most basically, the president should not be engaged in this circus whatsoever. Uh, he created it. The NFL is just responding. Uh, Puerto Rico is underwater. 3.5 million citizens live there. I mean, he's got better stuff to do. There's a nuclear war that might start with North Korea that you started, Mr. Trump. So let's move on to uh, more important things. Stop talking to football players, all right? This is absolutely ridiculous. It's, uh, it's literally like, it's like you, you come home from school and your house is on fire. And your dad comes home, does not acknowledge the house is on fire, just yells at you for being late for hockey practice. And you look at him like, what are you even talking about? Three days later, he gets out the fire extinguisher, all right? Trump, just yesterday, I mentioned he's going down to Puerto Rico. Well, thank you for doing presidential stuff, uh, you weird, crazy man. Please leave our game alone. It's fine. And uh, the anthem stuff was almost over. All right. Uh, Mike, do you have something to say on uh, Mr. Trump? We got weird Mike back in the house. He's 1-0 and on his weird picks. So I'm sure he's going to tell you about it. He's batting 1,000, but, uh, well, I'll let you tell him. Weird Mike, ladies and gentlemen. Actually followed in the uh, LTD footsteps and enjoyed the great weather this weekend. Uh, Lake Ontario, Pushlink Lake. Good advice, boys. Sunshine and weather. Celebrating the weird pick. Swear to you, my fingernails grew like two millimeters. Usually I'm a biter, but I ain't going anywhere near these things this weekend. Nobody wants to hear <laughs> uh, I'll mention my Trump thing a bit later, all right? Yeah, all right, sweet. That's, uh, that's why we have meetings before the show. No problem. <laughs> Basically, uh, Donald, you know, uh, please stay out of our game. Uh, that would be great. Uh, moving on, we got our picks. For you three-minuters out there, we know you like your picks early and often, so here we go. I only gave you three last week. Uh, I went one and two. We'll get into that a bit later for on spread. I'm going to give you a lot more picks this week. I'm going to give you three locks, which I'm pretty confident on. Hopefully, you can put your money, some money in your pocket. If you don't like my locks, i got some other picks for you. Uh, we're going to try to build up a bigger, bigger record here. I picked 60% on the weekend. Not too bad, not too great. But unfortunately, it wasn't the picks I gave you. I could scream all night about how I picked New Orleans, but you don't care. I didn't say it. All right. Lock of the week. Number one. Lock of the week is the LA Rams. They're in Dallas. By the way, keep in mind, every NFL player loves Dallas. All right? For the most part, Dallas, is, Dallas Stadium's like Yankee Stadium. It's not, it's not Lambeau. 
But they love being playing Amer- America's team and America's place. It's like uh, in the NHL, every can- good Canadian boy shows up and plays the Leafs hard because their ex-girlfriend's there. Uh, a lot of these guys are from Texas or somewhere around Dallas. A lot of family. But more importantly, the LA Rams look good. Uh, they, got, they got some weapons on offense. And Dallas, they got lucky to beat, uh, to beat Arizona by such a large spread. I don't think that's going to happen again. The Cowboys traditionally are not a good home favorite, and I hate stats like that because most of these stats involve Tony Romo, and this is a quarterback's game. Dak Prescott is not a guy yet who's telling me that he can blow teams out. Last year, they were blowing teams out with Zeke. He's not running for, you know, 88 yards, 83 yards. I'm sure Mike will tell you about that later for you props players. You got screwed. (laughs) Oh, loss. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Zeke Elliott was at 88-88. Oh, I might let Mike tell you. Either way, he got a loss for about six yards on his last play and cost a lot of people their props pick of Zeke over, which was at a low, like, mid-80s. Uh, if you don't know what a props pick is, it's like bidding the, picking the, actu- the actual propositions of the game. So if you don't know who's going to win, but you know the quarterback's going to throw a shit ton, that's okay. That's props for you. Uh, we'll talk a bit about that later. So L.A. Rams to come within eight of Dallas and look out for a big upset here. If they can't get the running game going, Dallas' defense did look good against Arizona's offense, but Arizona's offense, uh, they just haven't been looking as good. They're a bit injured. Jared Goff, I don't, I'm not sold on him yet, but he actually looked pretty good. This, he's looked pretty good with deep, uh, accurate throwing. And if you can throw deep accurately in this league, well, you know, you can do some stuff. Last year, he had Jeff Fisher as a coach. If you have Jeff Fisher as a coach, you don't have a chance on offense because they know what offense is, all right? Uh, thank God he's gone. Thank Goff he's gone. Thank Favre he's gone. For the, if you didn't join us last week, we don't say the F-bomb on this show. I love Brett Favre. So Favre is our F-bomb. You got a Favre problem with that? Favre and comment. Favre and share. Farve and rate or Farve and subscribe. I don't give a Farve. All right. Wish Brett would come back. Save this league from Trump. Idiot. Uh, Okay. Next lock of the week. Yep. I'm going down with a desperate New York Giants ship. I don't like Tampa at home against a desperate team. They don't know what just happened to them in Minnesota. Case Keenum, career backup quarterback, just had a career day against what's supposed to be a good defense. I'm not saying they're a bad defense. I'm just saying they're asking themselves some questions this week, and they're coming home to play a desperate, cannot go 0-4 New York Giants team. Now, you know, a lot of people talking about uh, OBJ, and you know, he caught a touchdown, and his cel- they, loosen up the, they loosen up the touchdown rules for celebrating this year, which, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty sweet. It's supposed to be a fun game. He pretended to urinate, Mike, all right? Which I, th- I think you celebrated a hockey assist one, <laughs> one time like that. I think it's ironic that uh, you said going down with the ship and the Giants in a stadium that has a ship. I think it's kind of weird. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. There's a ship in Tampa Bay. Raymond James. Yeah, but <laughs> that's true. That's the name of the stadium. Uh, that's why I bring Weird Mike on the show to give you random names of stadiums that you might have already known. Either way, I like the Giants. I don't think Eli's done. I think their O-line looks like crap. And uh, Eli, he didn't get off to a good start. Looked better last week against the Eagles. 
I bet it's nice for them to get out of New York when they're 0 3, go down to Florida, get a win. And uh, this, I've been watching the Giants a long time. Folks, a little theme to this week is have a bigger, try to have a bigger picture when you're thinking about football. Just like life, all right? Have a bigger picture. Don't have such a short memory, you know? It's like, it's like when your girlfriend asks, when, when your girlfriend, a girlfriend asks a man, you know, what have you done for me lately? Do you know what your man thinks about right that second? Everything he's done for you lately. <laughs> Try to have a, a, a bigger memory, all right? About three weeks ago, you guys went camping and you really wanted to go camping and you don't like camping, so he did everything and you just don't remember the camping trip. Try to have a bigger memory here. The New York Giants don't tend to get off to a good start. Obviously, this is a really bad start. I think they're going to turn it around, not necessarily to get 10 wins or anything, but they will be a factor for that uh, wild card or NFC East, uh, barring an injury to Eli. I'm still with Eli, and I'm going with the Giants plus three this week at, yes, <laughs> Raymond James Stadium, which from now on in the show, we will always say when talking about games played at. I mean, is there a cooler place to watch a game? You got a pirate ship in an end zone, beers, wenches? Come on. I'd like to talk to our stats person whether they actually have stats. Can you check if they actually have wenches? I, I, Up here is wenches. It's, it's like the term stewardess. There's, there's no wenches anymore. <laughs> That's all right, Mike. Uh, Shout out Medieval Times. If, if we have any wenches listening to the show, if you can call it and confirm your identity, uh, you will win a free Look Who's Talking t-shirt and hat. We got a lot of hats. I don't wear them. <laughs> uh, all right. That's our second lock of the week, New York Giants. Third lock of the week. Sorry for you three minuters. You know what? Pretty fired up about these picks this week. And I like to explain them. I'm not just uh, picking colors here out of a hat. I like the Tennessee Titans to go into Houston. Houston's coming off a heartbreaker against New England, which I didn't see coming. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I like, their, I like their rookie quarterback. And yes, the second week in a row I picked against him. But considering Tennessee... Is actually, I've, they received, no, wait a minute. Uh, stats, can we, yeah, yeah, a, a point and a half. I need Tennessee by a point and a half. I think they're going to win by a touchdown. I got Marcus Mariota. He's got a lot more games, a lot more snaps under the belt at practice and with another full season uh, or two. And uh, I like Mariota and the Titans. I think uh, it's a tough division game, but since it's a division game, starting that rookie, Titans already know O'Brien's playbook. So the rookie really just sort of lessens that playbook. Uh, Deshaun Watson could obviously make some uh, plays with his legs, but Dick LeBeau's Tennessee defense is used to that. I think Tennessee's going to beat him. I'm not saying they're going to destroy him, but I see a touchdown victory somewhere around 24 to 17. All right, uh, here's some picks. Not on my locks of the week, but uh, if you like them, I like them. We're going Miami uh, in England. Everyone's talking about New Orleans this week in England, uh, coming off that big win in Carolina. I like New Orleans to come off that embarrassment in, in, uh, in New York. <laughs> Mike, you're telling me, eh? The Jets fans were booing and leaving because the Jets were winning. <laughs> they want them to get the first overall pick next year. God bless them, man. That's some good fans, I think. <laughs> Fireman in. <laughs> booing and leaving because the team was winning. As if you're literally going to the games to watch them smartly tank. Smartly's not a word. Sorry, Mom. 
yeah, I'm taking Miami. Uh, I think this is one of those games where you just wake up on Sunday morning and Jay of Jai is run for like 240 yards against a bad Saints defense. Jay Cutler keeps it pretty simple, throws a couple of lollipop touchdowns to those big receivers. And I think this is the week Miami actually sort of starts to figure it out and realize they're actually going to compete for this at the AFC wild card. And uh, the Saints are a bad road team. They could not be farther from home than London bloody England. Miami, uh, moving on, we got Jacksonville against, again, the lowly New York Jets. If your fans don't even want you to win, if your GM is kind of hoping you lose, and you're just trying to stay healthy, how many of these BS games are you actually going to win? No, no joke, Jacksonville looks good. They beat a real Baltimore team last week that even though I joked earlier they didn't show up, I, they were there. That, that those, the, men, the men were in uniform and just lost by 40 to a team that was, that was better that day. Um, Telvin Smith, I think, is, is the name of the linebacker. Stats, you can check that for me. We don't, by the way, when I'm saying that, I'm just talking to my buddy Andy. And he's looking at me like I ain't checking shit. But eventually we're going to hire a stats lady. I think his name's Telvin Smith. Quick, lightning fast linebacker. He's almost like a, a bit more athletic, maybe not quite as uh, intelligent. Sean Lee. Uh, not quite Luke Keekley, but Telvin Smith's probably, I, I hope that's his name. I've said it six times. Either way, the Jags, uh, middle linebacker, his name escapes you right now. Really good, to the point where I don't know his name, but I've seen him make a lot of plays. Uh, Tevin Smith? Either way, watch out for him. Jacksonville uh, makes the New York Jets defense look as bad as they are. Leading the league in sacks, that's not an accident. We got Carolina this week to cover against New England. In New England, nine points. I just feel like that's a really good team. New England wins by a touchdown. Uh, moving up, we got Atlanta. I got Atlanta to expose a Bills offense that's not going to be able to catch up. Yes, the Bills' defenses look pretty good against teams not quite as offensively talented as Atlanta. Uh, it's a big spread at home. I don't like things over a touchdown generally, but I'm taking Atlanta against, yes, our hometown Bills. Uh, yeah, they're going to win, and I think they win by, uh, by more than 10. Telvin Smith. Wasn't that, wasn't that right? Yeah, that's what I said. There we go. Telvin Smith. Good on you, bud. Okay. Uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh. You know, you figure Baltimore's going to win some of these rivalry games like they used to. I'll take Pittsburgh minus three in Baltimore. You know what? They win by six. I think that Trump thing's going to affect the Steelers more so than most teams. Uh, they got the Army guy on tour. Three tours in Afghanistan. Uh, a leader like James Harrison didn't really care for it. Big Ben actively opposing the coach's view and decision he made for the team. Remember, Big Ben, you know, he's got rings. He got paid. He got hurt. Uh, you know, he throws his voice around and it means something. And he doesn't look too happy with what's going on. And the Steelers got all the ingredients to make it work. But uh, I think Tomlin introduced a big variable into the locker room. Uh, you know, you got Le'Veon Smith who's got... Uh, no contract, not ecstatic, you know, held out of camp. A lot of those guys get hurt later in the year. Uh, you know, I think they got all the ingredients, but I think it was a mistake what Tomlin did. Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, it was kind of weird, you know, I mean, with Ben coming out, Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, came out and said that he didn't agree with uh, how the whole anthem thing was was uh, handled. The entire Pittsburgh Steelers 
we're uh, decided it, it was better to stay in the locker room and not come out for the anthem. A couple teams did that. It seemed to cause a distraction. I'm one of those guys who doesn't think this stuff matters too much. Once that kickoff goes, uh, it's like war. You know, the reasons to go to war, it all kind of goes away. Blow the whistle. <laughs> you got some, you know, football, football kind of takes over. It trumps it. <laughs> sure does. I'm saying the owners and the players are doing their thing. There's no need for the coaches to get involved in this protest as well. Uh, they got to rise above the players but stay beneath the owners, and I don't think it's their place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair and everything, but look, we got a rule on this show. You, know, you want to say something? You got something to say? You want to write a comment down on Look Who's Talking or our Facebook page, Insta page? You know, gun to your head, Mike. <laughs> Who you got this weekend, Pittsburgh or Baltimore? Pittsburgh minus three. I'll be taking the Baltimore Ravens. Steady Eddie. Good home team. Coming off a beating overseas. Welcome home. Crab cakes. Ravens roll. All right, Mike. Um, I'm not going to live too long this weekend. We're taking the Steelers on, the, uh, on our show. Uh, our pick team. Is, uh, we're going against Weird Mike on this one. Uh, we're taking Pittsburgh Steelers minus three. We're taking the Cleveland Browns at home. I think they went out right. Mention that later. I got Cleveland Browns at plus three and a half against the Cincinnati team that's going to find out this week that with their rocket redhead uh, quarterback who can't hit the broad side of a barn's barn, uh, that they are actually the worst team in Ohio. Cleveland's on the up and up since he's done. Marvin Lewis, man, retire. Go hang out with your grandkids. It's over. AJ Green, find a new team. Uh, yeah, this is the death of Cincy and the birth of. Uh, of some new Ohio love to the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Kaiser, he's thrown a ton of picks, but he looks good. And he's in there as a rookie. Keep in mind, Peyton Manning threw a ton of picks in his rookie season. I'm not saying Deshaun Kaiser is Peyton Manning. I'm just saying that if you watch some of the Cleveland games, which probably none of you besides John Palmateer is doing, uh, Deshaun Kaiser actually looks like a pretty good NFL quarterback, young Notre Dame kid. We're taking Cleveland to take back Ohio this week. I got the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, to cover 13 points in Seattle. Again, Seattle's offense is awful. I like uh, Jacoby Brissett. They're going to run the ball. They're going to keep, keep playing smart. And they're going to run those stupid bootlegs. And keep in mind, Jacoby Brissett is Russell Wilson. A less celebrated Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was a fifth-round pick, possibly a third-round pick. I'm going with fifth-round pick. Who, you know, he was an athletic, and he could throw. Jacoby Brissett, he, with, his, with his background... Uh, from the military college, you know, they didn't throw so much, but the guy can actually throw. He just doesn't have as much experience. Kind of like Russell, one year at Wisconsin. So I, look, Seah Seahawks are going to win this game. I think it's going to be by about seven points, six points, eight points, some sort of weird score like that. We're going with, uh, yeah, 24-16. I think I already made that pick, but you know, it sounds good. 24-16, Seattle over Indy. And we're taking the Washington Redskins to cover seven on Monday Night Football because the Kansas City Chiefs are just not that good. <laughs> okay, they're better than I. They're better than I probably stated last week. But uh, Washington's going to keep it close. Their defense could possibly win the game if Alex Smith starts playing back to the way Alex Smith plays. Just in case you don't know, the Patriots are still going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> if you hate the Pats, well, you're going to hate this season. Because it's going to be just another cool Pat story.
If you're worried or you're thinking, you know what, they got the worst defense in football right now, yep, it doesn't look too good. But you can't, the NFL isn't like the world, okay? You can't just rule the NFL in all aspects of the game. There's a salary cap. It's just not that simple. There's a, and the New England Patriots have come up with a method to their madness where they let go of this defensive talent right after they get kind of the young years of their prime, right as they're about to get paid, let them go a year early, get some draft picks. This was with uh, Collins, the guy they sent to Cleveland last year, their middle linebacker, one of their rock stars. Before he was about to get paid, they sent him. They won the Super Bowl. Everyone was really worried about that. Look into some articles midway through last season. All right, they got rid of Chandler Jones, their defensive end. I, probably their sack leader from two years ago. Got rid of him to Arizona. They won the Super Bowl. Defense didn't look that great at the start of last season either. Looks even worse this year. But they've also played some high-scoring teams. Okay? They have a way where they, they, they know that they're going to teach their defense all year. Because they have a unique situation, folks. They have the best quarterback of all time. Who for the last 10 years or so has been putting up 30 points a game almost minimum, at least at home. And so they got the best quarterback in history in literally the worst division in history for the, the, the last 15 years, basically since Tom took over for Drew. The Bills suck. The Jets suck. I mean, even when the Jets didn't suck, they sucked. Mark Sanchez, I, don't, I have no idea. They went into Indy and New England. Just, this just goes to show you, folks. You can have it all figured out. And Mark Sanchez still went into Indianapolis, and New England at one point, and, uh, and won some playoff games. It wasn't really Sanchez. It was more Rex Ryan's crazy defense, but I don't know, either way, that happened. Uh, but yeah, the Pats are here. They're going to win the Super Bowl again, barring some injury to Tom or some team really showing you something. So uh, just know that, all right? They sacrifice defense. They coach them up. They got good coaches. That's what they do. Guaranteed, they're not going to have the worst defense in the league come December. Just so you, just in case you don't know. Also, here's another thing: they seem always. They just signed Stephon Gilmore from the Bills. Okay, number one quarterback for the Bills for a long time. They sign him. They got Wes Welker from the Dolphins. They always seem to get someone from the Jets. Like they got Revis. They seem to get these player spies that can act. That can just literally. Belichick just sits him in a room. Like, all right, write down the entire playbook as you remember it right now. Something like that. Uh, they are like, Chris Hogan. Pat's got from the Bills. This has been happening for years. Just another way that I think has more of an impact than you think on uh, dominating their division. Just knowing the personnel, knowing the playbooks. Even if the coaches change. Like, hey, you play with that guy in practice for three years. You know, can he cover our second tight end? Probably not. So, yeah, there you go. The Pats are still winning the Super Bowl. Don't like it? Tell me about it. Look who's talking. Subscribe, rate, review, comment. Whatever you want to do to it, again, treat us like you're porn, okay? Uh, moving on. A new section of the week. Okay, sponsored by good Canadian boy Justin Bieber. All right, we made some mistakes last week, and we apologize for it. So first up, I'd like to say... Sorry. Uh, for Kansas City, in case I, uh, I bashed them a bit too hard, I did mention in my sort of rant that they will probably make... Probably make the playoffs. That classic second week letdown that they have where they lose by 30 to Pittsburgh or New England. It's going to happen again. But don't bet against them too much. They're going to win some games. 
So is it fair to say, Jeff, that you are a Kansas City believer? Absolutely not. Uh, again, gun to my head. <laughs> I ain't taking them. I'm not taking them on a neutral field against anyone with a good quarterback. So that's about eight teams. Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Packers, Atlanta, Ben and the Steelers, Tom and the Patriots, Oakland. Uh, yeah, either way, maybe like five or six good teams. Seattle, yeah, Russell's just not looking that good this year. All right, uh, next up, sorry. Sorry. For uh, New England, you know what? I really thought they were going to blow them out that last week. Their offense looks amazing. They probably should have. They're going to fix up these O-line problems. They're, Bill Belichick is a defensive coach, takes great pride in this. They're going to fix that up. I just thought they'd have it fixed up a bit earlier. Uh, I said they'd cover the spread last week. They did not, but they won it on a beautiful Tom Brady to Brandon Cook's touchdown. Him and Aaron Rodgers uh, threw some beautiful game-winning touchdowns last week. That's why I love the NFL. Rodgers shouldn't have thrown that ball to Jordy Nelson. But you know what? If you're going to throw it, throw it perfect. You arrogant, weird son of a bitch. <laughs> hey? By the way, if you don't know, Aaron Rodgers is a weirdo, okay? This isn't from me. I don't know him. But enough ex-players have gone on other radio shows and let me tell you, when there's smoke, there's fire, okay? Five ex-hockey buddies of mine went on national media and told people I was weird. Well, I'd be mad, yeah. But you know what? I, I bet people would be, believe them. You know, why are they doing that? Anyway, Aaron Rodgers is a weirdo, but he threw in beauty touchdown to win the game. That's the only reason the Packers got a chance, because they suck. Uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Uh, for the Oakland Raiders, man. Sometimes you can't pick when a team's just going to lay an egg, and good God, do they lay an egg. That's football for you. Uh, that's why I'm making more picks this week because a bunch of my picks didn't lay an egg. Uh, we didn't have like a basket. It wasn't Easter eggs, you know, last, last week. We're actually pretty good. All right. And uh, one more. Sorry. Sorry. To Weird Mike. Before the show, I promised him no more teeth shit. <laughs> uh, in case you missed last week's episode, he's missing his front jib, and uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> okay, moving on to the truth of the week. Yo, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Ladies and gentlemen, truth of the week, Philip Rivers has eight kids, okay? He's done. <laughs> He's done. Uh, they ain't win the Super Bowl. They just moved from San Diego to L.A. where nobody likes them, okay? I have a plant and a squirrel that I like to think that I keep watch out the window, and it tires me out, okay? He has eight kids. Eight kids. I got a buddy. He has three kids. And every time I see him, he looks like he just got back from the Crusades. Right? He's got eight kids. He's done. All right? He's going to play out these, these two years. Just trying not to get hurt. I mean, just because he looks angry and frustrated doesn't mean he's studying as much as he should be. All right? He's not outworking Tom Brady. He's not outrunning uh, Russell Wilson. He's just, look, he's done. He's got eight kids. All right? I got, I got eight pairs of socks I can barely manage. Uh... That's the truth of the week. Chargers, hey, by the way, they win these weird games against the Eagles. I love Carson Wentz. Big man crush. We have an official look who's talking man crush. A number 11, Carson Wentz. Uh, he's just a... Follow him on in, Steve. The guy's a beauty, okay? And uh, he can throw the ball. He can zing the ball. He can move in the pocket. He, he just looks like he's got the potential to be one of the all-time greats. If you're telling me you line up Carson Wentz or Andrew Luck's career right now, I'm taking Carson Wentz. That's me. Uh, so that was our Truth of the Week.
San Diego and the Rivers are done, but they might win this week because they win weird games. I think literally Rivers' wife just gets a little rattled with him. It's like, can you just win? It's, you know, it's a bit embarrassing when you, you suck. They don't even suck. Their kicker missed two winning field goals in a week. Jesus. Imagine being that wrong at week, at work. Okay, imagine you work five minutes a week and you just totally farve it. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. what do you say to your teammates that worked six days and, like, you know, all of the other minutes? And you, had, you came in five minutes, just farve it right up two weeks in a row. Uh, all right, moving on. We're going to overrated, underrated. Yay! Super Bowl! Overrated, underrated, folks. First up, overrated. I hate to say it because I love them. The Buffalo Bills are overrated, ladies and gentlemen. I've been hearing a lot about their defense this week. They're not that good, okay? They're not that good. Uh... They look really good versus Denver last week. I'll give them that. It was a big win for the hometown fans who deserve big wins. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, yeah, they, they, they deserve it, but they're, they're, they're overrated. They're gonna, I, think, I don't think it's going to be pretty this week in Atlanta. They just don't have an offense that can keep up. Tyrod Taylor is not the quarterback. It, when, when, when they succeed on offense, it always looks lucky, and you cannot rely on luck in football or in life, okay? Don't rely on luck. Plan your excellence. Uh, and then execute it. All right. Uh, next up on overrated. The Packers. Good God. You're supposed to be a Super Bowl contending team every year. You have a, a game against a, the Cincinnati Bengals where you should blow them out at Lambeau Field. You got Aaron Rodgers, most talented quarterback in the league. Not the best quarterback in the league, but most talented maybe arm strength wise. I hate when people say that because he's a bit of an idiot too. Uh, he sh they should blow out the, the Cincy they, they, overtime down by two touchdowns. Three, two. That, that's not, they're over. They're overrated. They, they're a bad team, and they got a good quarterback. And uh, overrated, Mike Glennon. Uh, in case you didn't know, he's not that good. He's the quarterback, current quarterback of the Chicago Bears. This is just a means to an end, folks. Uh, all right, if you're in a bad relationship, get out of it. <laughs> The, the Bears are in a relationship with Mike Glennon that they are just can't wait to get out of. Every date is like the last date. It's like they're both wondering, is this the breakup date? Okay? Just end it. If you're a Chicago fan, you're just like, what? What is going on? <laughs> Miss Trubisky looks good. Mike Glennon weighs about as much as my pinky finger and looks good about one quarter a game. Get him out of there. You're wasting everyone in Chicago's time. He's overrated. And he's just weird. He looks, he's the pinky finger of human beings, isn't he? <laughs> uh, underrated. Jacksonville Jaguars. Just because you didn't watch the game last week in England doesn't mean it didn't happen. It's a real game. It looked real good. Jacksonville Jaguars. Underrated. And they're going to win this week, so they'll be three and one. Might not be so underrated anymore. Uh, underrated. We got this LA Rams. I don't know about Jared Goff yet. I'm not ready to believe in him yet because he's just still... Yeah, just, yeah. Something, something's with him. Not sure if he's got like any sort of killer instinct. Looks like he'd take himself out of the game for a paper cut. But when he's throwing it deep, he, he's got a bit of a Peyton Manning sort of light, accurate throw to him. Put in some dimes last week. And I like him. I think they're underrated. Aaron Donald's back. Got a good D. They let go to Janoris Jenkins, their cornerback to the Giants, and that's hurting them a bit at corner. But, uh, but they're dealing with it. Also, 
They're LA's new team. I think they're all excited to be there. There's a morale thing on that team. They're fired up. And underrated. Uh, yeah, weird Mike. The Steelers, regardless of any anthem stuff, Mike Tallman doing weird stuff. Mike Tallman's been weird for 10 years, okay? They still win Super Bowls and get to championship games. Steelers are underrated. They're going to walk away with this division. They're going to prove it this week. You know what? Even if they lose this week, they're still winning the division. Uh, yeah, they're underrated. That was overrated, underrated, folks. Now, I got a request on our comment section from my buddy Mike Morrison. For some of you fantasy prop players out there, I'm going to give you one minute of our time. It's brought to you by Try To Mike, my Iron Man friend, Mike Morrison. Uh, we got, I got Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins to go over as prop bets. Uh, Jared Goff, I think they're going to be down to Dallas. They're going to come back and win or at least keep it close. Either way, high-scoring game. Uh, Kirk Cousins, same thing, Monday Night Football. They're not going to be able to run the, game against, run the ball against Kansas City. And even though Kansas City's got a good secondary, they're missing Eric Berry. Cousins is going to throw the ball a lot. Win, lose, not sure, but he's going to throw the ball a lot. Also, sacks over in Seattle versus Indy. Even though Indy, I like them on spread. Uh, weird Mike doesn't. I, there's going to be a, a crap ton of sacks in this game. And, uh, yeah, take sacks over. And, uh, yeah, also going to wake up on Sunday and realize Jay Ajayi ran for like 196 yards. Take Ajayi over, if you can, in the Miami game in Britain, Miami versus the Saints. Uh, big shout-out to my buddy Brent Sescon. I lost my keys this week. Turns out my buddy Lel Dog had him. Yeah, uh, pretty smart guy there. Uh, but, yeah, he, look, he said look, this, this week is going to be look who's walking. <laughs> Touche, I got a ride to the studio. And uh, just want to thank Weird Mike for stretching before the show in like that weird airplane way that makes you uncomfortable. Uh, if we could keep that to a minimum next week, that'd be great. And if you keep your belly in your shirt, that'd, that'd be good. It's, uh, it's look who's talking, not look who's barreling. Mike, you got anything to add? Hashtag spoiler alert. Coming in on my weird pick of the week, 1-0. Took the Titans, told you why it happened. Taking the Seahawks, minus 13, biggest spread of the week at home versus Indy. Everybody, settle down on Jacoby Brissett. He started two games in the NFL, got shut out by the Bills, and beat the Colts, beat the Browns at home in their home opener indoors. Welcome to Sunday Night Football, kid. Nobody counterpunches better than the Seahawks. Their offense clicked in Tennessee. They came out on the short end of the stick. Richard Sherman, Legion of Boom, fired up at home. Maybe some weather. Pete Carroll, must-win game. Seahawks, lead all game. Bury it late. Weird pick of the week. 12th man. All right, yeah. 13-point spread. Hopefully the 12th man helps them out because they need all the help they can get on offense. I don't know if they're going to score 13 points. I'm not too confident the Colts are going to score too much either, but Seattle's offense is awful. So, you know what? They get a couple defensive touchdowns. You might be right. Weird, Mike. That might not be too weird at all. Bold pick of the week. I'm taking Cleveland to take back Ohio against Cincinnati. Andy Dalton, cut your hair. You look like an idiot. Anyone sees Andy Dalton in the street, tell him he looks like an idiot. And then see if he can hit you with a five-yard out. <laughs> That's all, folks. Well, thanks for listening to Look Who's Talking, episode two for week four of the NFL. We love you. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. 
And uh, cheers, folks. We'll see you soon. I'm a